It's been a big weekend for all of us, a blessed time to recognize the ways in which God has called us to contribute to the life of the whole. I enjoyed the Handel's Messiah, the, crisp, the, the music, the orchestra and choir the other day. And um, obviously the football game was a beautiful gift. And um, I know that uh, the intramural season is coming to a close and so many ways in which we see that we have a part, but it's of a whole and what a blessing. And an interesting experience at both of those big events in that the stairway was open to listen to Handel's Messiah. There was a large crowd, so I watched it from the balcony. And from the balcony, you have a different view of the parts. Right? The whole is the same. You get the same sense of uh, the music that comes to you, but in the parts, you see Gonzalo Back there in the, the, you know, he's not much taller than me, so when you're down low, you don't see that he runs back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I don't know what all those things he's doing, but I think he's on the, one of the, 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 what are they, maybe a xylophone you call it or something that, you know, has keys and he, he's on the big drum or something. I don't know, but he's just running back and forth. Usually, I'm used to being down in a way in which I see sort of the first front people and I realize it, the person who flips the page is a really important person for the pair. Did you guys know that? I don't know. If you're like me, you didn't know until you started like paying attention that uh, you, know, you usually have two pairs and they have a music stand in front of them and the music is there and one person is in charge of flipping the page. I don't know if they like lost rock, paper, scissors or how that's determined, but... One person is totally dependent on the other person. At the football game, I was way up at the top. That's actually a good seat. I always think being close, I do like to be down, down close and you kind of get to see all the action. But when you're way up top, you can see a different dynamic. You can sort of tell in a different way whether they passed the ball or whether the quarterback held it when the guy ran by. But the important thing that we can see in all of these things is even once you see the whole, even once you know the bigger part, each person better pay attention to their particular part. whoever it is that flips the page, for them to contribute to the whole means they need to watch for that place in which the note ends and they need to turn. Because the next person to them is watching for what the note is going to be on the next page. Right? Even if you uh, go down, now that I know some of you guys, I'm like watching them, and I didn't know that there's whoever the, the player is on the sidelines that's holding up the big white cards with like numbers on them. Also, I'm like, oh, what, what, that, what is that? What's that guy doing? 
I noticed that he was like, there was a whole, there was a moment where a bunch of players were coming off the field and some were on the field and, and he was like jostling himself through this crowd and he was just pushing his way through and he was making sure those things were high. Why? Because the team on the field needs to know the number. He had the watch in a different way than everybody else around him. And then I was noticing that some of the players don't dress, right? It's like, I wonder if it's easy for them to like totally lose. I wonder if they ever like forget. Oh yeah, there's a game going on. (laughs) I know for sure one thing. It was easy for me to forget there's a game going on. Because I'm on my phone getting updates about how SDSU is doing. And then when I look around, I'm like, all kinds of people are actually on their phone watching another game. And yet they have a particular one right in front of them. But why are they watching that other game? Probably because they're paying attention to a bigger part. They're wondering, who might we play? The dynamic of our lives is such. There is a whole that we belong to. But once we're aware of what that is, once we're aware of the desire we have, where it is we want to go, what it is we want to accomplish, the way to get there isn't to keep looking at that. It's to allow that to help you more pay attention and watch what it is that's happening in front of you. And with that, then, you attain the goal. Four times in our gospel, which is only a few sentences, Jesus uses the word watch. Watch with an exclamation point, he ends the gospel today. For this is our life. Football and intramurals and music and different things in which we're doing are not ends in themselves. They in themselves are part of a whole, the whole of your life. You're here for an education. And so already right there, whatever else we're doing becomes a part smaller than we can think. But then even once we realize that, I am a human being and I am made to belong to something even greater than just a four or six or eight year period of time. And ultimately we realize that time is fleeting. And I have a desire within for something outside of time that lasts forever. And when we allow that desire to arrive, when we watch as that desire grows in particular things to have something last forever, we discover what it is that the Israelite people knew, that there is an answer to my desire for God. There is an answer for my desire for eternal happiness. There is a fulfillment that is coming into this world. And once he came, he reminds us that we too must stay awake. That we can't plan when he comes. We can't decide when he's going to work. But we can recognize the desire we have and stay awake for him. And what is it to stay awake for him? It's to do it in a particular way, each according to where it is you are. To see the end goal that you want, which is God, and then to watch 
for your life. And you each individually and uniquely are going to be called and have been called. And maybe that's in a way in which you're being called to the sacrament of penance, to go to confession and to unload the things that he wants to free you from. Maybe it's being called deeper into a life of prayer, but not that you have to think of yourself as some holy roller or someone who can do gargantuan things, but maybe in an ordinary and a simple way, he's just saying, hey, will you acknowledge me and say hello each day? Or maybe you're being called to open your mind and your heart to someone on your path, to open a friendship or say hello or to help someone that is in need. To recognize maybe even not someone who's in need, but a person that God wants you to journey with. You know how you like have those moments where someone just keeps showing up again and again and again? Maybe it's not even friendship. Maybe it's prayer. In those particular things, God will lead us somewhere. And it isn't a somewhere that we can say, I know exactly what's going to happen now. It's a somewhere where we begin to say, I'm looking, I'm waiting, I want you. And the gift of Advent is a time not in which we assure ourselves, now I've got everything made. It's a time in which we continually recognize, I am waiting for him. I am longing for him. I want him to come. And so Advent should be a time where there's more and more things where you're like, yup, I want you to come here too. Yup, and I want you to come here too. Yup, and I want you to come here too. Not in a way in which we burden ourselves. See, we think if we acknowledge the ways in which we want God in our lives that it's up to us to make it happen. It's a sneaky and subtle thing that happens to us. But no, for us to increasingly say, I want you here and I want you here and I want you here and I have this infinite desire that you would come. That's what he's saying. Stay awake to that. Stay awake to want. Stay awake to need. Stay awake to your desire. And it doesn't happen at the gargantuan way. It happens in the particular. To know, am I the one who turns the page? Or am I the one who's waiting for someone else to do Because you can always think, well, they're the one in charge of turning the page, or they're the one in charge of putting the sign up. But the one who's waiting for the page to turn still has to play that next note. I was with some friends a couple weeks ago and was mentioning some things. I was paying attention. And my friend said, you should read this book. And it was simple as that. I was like, I think that's you. Now, I've had people recommend books, like 30 of them to me. I don't know if you guys are at that stage yet in your spiritual lives, but if you are, you know, you got like 30 books and there's like five, the first five pages are read in each one and then they're just stacked up high. But for some reason, this book was different. And as I read it, I thought, my gosh, this is amazing. And I've just enjoyed spending time with it. But then I realized, Lord, 
Was that you speaking through my friend? That's what it means to be awake. That's what it means to recognize you're here. Because the desire that we have can be met in an ordinary way. And when I realized that was you that brought me to this book that's so amazing, Like two days ago, I never, well, two days ago, I came into the chapel and I had a thought. You should change the way you're ordering your prayers. Set a timer for 30 minutes and leave it under the baptismal font and read that book every day before you do anything else. I'm on day three. And it was this morning that praying about being awake, I thought to myself, this is how you wanted me to live Advent. See, I can get great big ideas about how I'm going to get holy. Have huge desires that God would make me a saint. And then end right there. And suddenly everything becomes what I then can do to get there. But when we're awake, we realize the desire is a place in which God moves us. And the particular way in which he'll get us there is him too. How about you? What's the desire that's in your heart for God? And oftentimes they begin in particular ways, through particular people, particular things, that we say, I want more. Have you recognized that that more is him? And then in the specific, pray for the grace to be awake to the little things that he wants to do. And suddenly you will realize by listening to others and listening to your heart and listening to him, that whatever part you play in the orchestra, you are an instrument of him. And our lives as a collective whole offer a tune to this world that makes people stop in their tracks and say, whatever this is, I just woke up. And the person who receives such a grace may not know his name. And you can be an instrument that shares with them who it is that will come in just a few days at Christmas.